0: Hey y'all! This is Angela, the blah blah blonde. Um, so, a couple of things going on. Um, one, I am doing a Mother's Day event at a, a at the same senior facility that my grandmother was at, um, my mom's mom, uh, several years back, and I've been trying to get donations for fifty. Um, 50 uh, satin hands gift sets for the 50 ladies that that are there at the at the place, and I started it a week ago, and as of the seventh day, uh, which is not even really the seventh day because of uh, the time in the day, but it's almost almost one week, and I only need to get um, three more from 50 I've raised that much money and I'm so grateful to everyone every single person it has been um very humbling and very refreshing that I can I can do this and I'm just over the moon I cannot wait to um and I'm doing it in honor of my mom so I cannot wait to um To just, you know, go see those ladies and and get them taken care of. It's going to be so awesome. I'm super stoked. Um, uh, So the other day I watched um, a documentary on Aaron Carter. If y'all don't know who Aaron Carter is or was, he was um, Backstreet Boy Nick Carter's younger brother. And he used to idolize his brother. And then they had some kind of falling out. and, And Aaron had struggled with substance abuse a lot and the um, and the the documentary was incredibly good but it was just so sad. I mean, just so sad. And I just, you know it just it just makes me think about what I always say that how much mental illness doesn't care who you are. I mean, it's just I mean, you could see it in his eyes in some of the later interviews. You could see it in in the hurt and the pain in his eyes and it just broke my heart it was a really really good documentary um, the only Backstreet Boy that actually contributed anything was D, uh, was a uh, DJ McLean McLean I can't remember his first name maybe that's not it but <clears throat> because he suffered with a uh, substance abuse off and on and a lot and still does um, he made a statement that, that he had been clean and sober for 18 months at the point of the interview. And so, you know, he gets it. Um, I just think that the family, the way the family grew up or the way the family was raised and everything else, there was divorce, there was alcoholism, there was substance use, there was addictions of several different kinds. There was allegations of, uh, embezzlement there was allegations of um inappropriateness and just you know just a lot lot going on and I know that the family well I can tell you this that there was five kids originally and the middle daughter had she died by overdose and they're thinking that's kind of what happened with Aaron also um because he was a huffer and he had a huffing chemicals in his bloodstream along with Xanax and he just drowned in his bathtub and I don't know that was just like last year yeah and and what's really sad and tragic is that that you know Michael Jackson himself called him the little prince of pop and he started out so big you know following his brother's footsteps and everything else but you know when you grow up in that industry and you don't know what you're supposed to be doing and you can do whatever you want therein lies the problem, you know, so, um, I don't know, I just, I don't think I could do it, I really don't just think, I just don't think I could do it, um, I mean, it just, it just breaks my heart to pieces, honestly, and, um, you know, the thing of it is, is that, uh, I know that that everyone seems to think that addiction is is for the the weak or the poor or the you know disillusioned or the hopeless or you know but uh, I'm telling you right now addiction just doesn't care kind of like suicide suicide has no boundaries either and anyone who thinks that uh needs to do some more research because <laughs> you know it's 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 perfectly possible for it to happen anyway well why not i mean naomi judd is one perfect example of that um you know and then the people that die by overdose i mean on some levels i feel like that you know they kind of created that situation and and it was intentional maybe not always but a lot of times it you know it would have been intentional in my opinion that's just my opinion it doesn't mean anything but it is what it is my podcast my opinion um, so, Daniel's still in jail. He's actually doing pretty good. Um, yeah, he's actually doing pretty good. Uh, there's still some chit-chatter chit around Facebook, you know, about he needs to do this or that or whatever, and I kind of had to go off on somebody, one of his so-called friends, who I know is an, a, an addict, um, and then other people responded. And one but one person said, you know, well, if you don't want to hear you know, both sides of the equation, then don't, maybe don't post about your son. I was like, look, dude, I have a podcast. (laughs) There's nothing, nothing in my life that isn't transparent. I mean, it just, it is what it is. That's my choice. I don't mind that. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm good with it, but I just don't want to, I don't want him to be surrounded by negativity when he does get out. And hopefully he won't be around this person because this person uses, but, um, you know, only time will tell. So, with that being said i'm gonna i'm gonna close this segment for now um so I can get some work done. but I love you all for listening. Talk soon bye Hey, y'all it's Angela the blah 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 Mama waited in my therapy session and uh first, I need to give a big shout out to all the people that donated y'all I got fifty donations in seven days, and that's ex- that's how many I needed and that's how many I got and i can, I'm just I'm so grateful, and, you know, this is all God, for sure, but I can't wait to, uh, to spend my Mother's Day with some sweet little ladies at, uh, at the Rowlett Rehabilitation Center. Anyways, talking about Mother's Day, um, so, most of my trauma counseling is based on two events, um, when I was five and my biological father abandoned me, and, um, and when Taylor died, and so that's what I've been doing all my worksheets about. But you know, I was I was pretty devastated when I lost my mom, <clears throat> um, because I mean it it wasn't it wasn't as sudden as Taylor's, but it it was there was a week of us being at the hospital and you know thinking that that she would you know it was a, they told us that the aneurysm was a routine surgery, you know, blah, 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 and, um, I mean, I don't think you can ever say that about any surgery, honestly, anytime you go under anesthesia, there's always that chance that, that's it, you know, um, and I mean, not to compare my mom with Kanye's mom, but that's what happened to her, that's, I've heard that happen to a lot of people, actually, not, not just famous people, but just, you know, oh, it's a routine surgery, or a surgery they've had before. Whatever. But. So we. It, it went on about a week. And. Um, so the hardest thing. That I had to do. During that time was. Um, well with me and my, my dad. We had to. Uh, we had to decide to turn off the machines. She had no brain activity and she wasn't gonna wake up, she wasn't gonna get better, and that's just really, really hard. Now, I will tell you, and I think y'all heard me talk about this before that my mother, if she told me if she ever became, you know, with any kind of paralysis or had to be retaught anything, that you know i was supposed to put a pillar over her head and it just ended all. And and I told her that, you know, of course I'm never gonna do that. For one, I'm not going to prison for murder. And for two, that's my mom, you know. Um but at one point she had start started posturing, which, you know, at that time I didn't know a whole lot about the medical field because I hadn't gone to EMT school or anything like that yet. But, um, I thought that she was moving, you know, trying to wake up and my aunt, who's a nurse, said, no, Angela, that's, that's what, one of the signs of, of, you know, her dying. That's one of, that's one of her systems shutting down and, and that really devastated me and I'll never forget it. Um, but, you know, we could pretty much had to make a decision. based on the facts that were in front of me and in front of us and you know I mean the whole family was there and and, and I mean everybody was there and it was very sad and very devastating and um, you know I try not to relive it in my head (coughs) and for a long time Taylor's suicide superseded that you know everything else but I mean it's almost Mother's Day, and so my sadness on Mother's Day is twofold, because Taylor always makes sure her and Daniel at least did a card for me, and, um, and then, of course, I don't have my mom here, so, you know, like, I don't know, and, well, and then this year, you know, I'm not even gonna have Daniel here, so, (laughs) so that's why I, I wanted to make sure that I spent my Mother's Day doing something positive because I'm so tired of being sad on, you know, so many days of the year. And it's like, you know, I don't know, maybe it's going to be like Taylor's birthday where I just, it, the buildup is what is the hardest. And once it gets here and gets past, then I'm okay. But, you know, and I am okay. I'm just, I just miss my mama. I'm just missing my mama and I miss my daughter. And I'm just, I, and I know that I should be used to missing people by now, but I never get used to it. Maybe that's part of my delusions. I don't know, but I've never gotten used to missing my mom. I've never gotten used to missing my brother. I'm never going to get used to missing Taylor. Ooh, my voice cracked. That was weird. <laughs> but, you know, um, I guess I need to figure out how to come to terms with that because obviously that's what it's gonna be it's been that way for since 2000 really 86 cuz that's when my brother died and you know each step that I experienced in my life was harder than the one before and preparing me for the, the hardest one yet and that was Taylor um, So, but on a high note, Daniel's doing really good, um, he's, he's, you know, working, and they have tablets and stuff, and now he doesn't, he doesn't have his own tablet yet, but, but he, he, his friend lets him use his, and so, um, for a job at Chewy.com to work from home because it's it's really good money and benefits and all that stuff and you know they're doing raises every six months so um so keep your fingers crossed say your prayers for me you know I really I really need some stability I have stability I just don't have the 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 money financial stability have the financial stability that I really really would be comfortable with and so you know um, I need a regular paycheck that I can count on every every week to, to be you know what it's gonna be so that I can I've, I have I'm still trying to play catch-up I still need to try to get ahead as much as I can and I'm just you know that is still going to be getting an apartment. Um, I don't think I'm going to move to commerce. Uh, if it comes up that my number comes up in housing, I just, it's just too far for me to go. And, um, if I get the job at Chewy, then I have to that job, so, I mean, if it comes up, but I know it's all in God's hands, and I'm not going to worry about any of it, because worrying is a waste of my time, so, um, uh, like I said, I know that God's got me, I mean, who would have thought that I would have been able to raise a thousand dollars in seven days, like, (laughs) I mean probably a little more than that because some people paid or was only supposed to pay 20 and they paid 25 or you know 50 or whatever and so yeah so it was probably a little over a thousand dollars honestly truth be told so I'm just so grateful that I get to do that and um and so excited about doing that I can't wait to make this, you know, an, every, an, an annual thing if I can because, I mean, I know that there's lots of people that are in nursing homes and things like that that nobody visits and, you know, I think that's really sad and um, I just want to be try to be the sunshine in someone's day. If it's only for one day, then I'll take that, you know, so... gotta get fixed. so whenever I bought it someone whoever had it before me thought it would be a brilliant idea to um take out the take off the catalytic converter and um uh just weld it straight through so it would be louder it's a Kia Sportage like why do you need it to be louder it's I mean yeah it's got a V6 but honestly is this what we're really doing like I mean it don't make no sense so yeah But, um, so I need to get that fixed. I got to do an inspection and all that stuff, registration and blah, blah, blah. But, um, so I'm sorry for the noise. Uh, Just now that I don't have a room anymore, it's kind of hard for me to find places to record. And and honestly, the time, because I mean, I'm so busy, but this is one of my number one priorities. Or, or my number one priority because this is what is helping me heal. I have to make this my number one priority because I have to take care of me first. So, um, and I don't mind that. I really don't. Uh, <clears throat> I don't always have a lot to say, <laughs> but which I know uh, those of you that know me in real life are shocked by that. But sometimes I really don't. Sometimes my life is just, you know, it just, it is what it is. Lots of work lots of friendship and lots of work. <laughs> lots more work. So, anyways, having said that, I hope y'all have a great day and, um, we'll talk again soon. Bye! Hey, y'all, it's Angela, the blah blah blah. Um, in the, coming to you live from the car again. Well, not live for you, but I'm live, so I always want to say I'm live somewhere when I never actually am. Um, but being alive should count for something, so. Um, there's a couple things I want to talk to you about. Um, so I was just thinking while I was in, doing my therapy session. Um, I was thinking about, well, here's what started off. Okay, so I watched the documentary, of Aaron Carter's documentary, uh, The Life of a, uh, the Little Pop Star, um, or The Little Prince of Pop, or whatever. Uh, Aaron Carter was Nick Carter's brother, Nick Carter's in the Backstreet Boys, and and basically Aaron Carter was opening for them when he was nine years old, and he died last year. I think I talked about this in another segment, but he died last year of accidental drowning, and they think it was because of the chemicals that you huff and um, uh, Xanax combination, and that he just fell asleep and drowned in the tub. The documentary is so good I mean it's really good it talks a lot about um a lot about you know what's happening and it doesn't go into a lot of family dynamics but their family dynamics was messed up so the dad died but but he was in and out of rehab the the mom was an alcoholic and um one of the middle child there was five of them total and the, the middle child the daughter one of the daughters she died by overdose um, at some point. And so there was a lot stacked against all of them really. And, you know, but Aaron being the youngest and the last one still living in the house, he was, you know, he was there for his parents' divorce and, and, you know, this, that, and the other. And and it just, it got me thinking because he tried to get help several times. And and I know I say that about everyone that dies, (laughs) but by suicide or otherwise, something drug related. But I mean, you can tell that he that he wants help, that he wants to get better. And, and that's the case with a lot of us addicts, you know? It's not for a lack of willpower or want to, uh, uh, you know, it's just being able to have the willpower to do it and stay that way. But, you know, here's the other thing that made, that made me think of what I'm about to talk about. Um, I often wonder at how many celebrities, you know, need help and everyone in their camp Quotations. Everyone in their camp knows they need help, but you know there's a publicist or a manager or someone telling them, you know, well, you know, it's really not good for your career for you to do that right now. You know, instead of putting that person's mental health and and life ahead of you know the the the, the money and the fame, you know, they just I feel like that they just kind of that the fame and money supersedes everything, and and you know they don't get the help that they need because of that. You know, because they're telling. You know look i don't know how i would navigate that situation so yeah i would want people around me that i would think that i could trust that could you know guide me somewhat you know kind of from the outside looking in ish you know especially like me i don't have any parents and you know i don't have a lot of close close family um i mean i have a lot of family but i'm only close to a handful of people so you know without someone you know you'd have to take someone from outside Outside your family, someone that hopefully already knows the business and you know to get help from, and they are not—they're a lot of times they're disingenuine and and uh, uh—is that the right word? Ingenuine? They're not genuine. (laughs) Whatever. All of a sudden, that didn't sound right. But they're not genuine, and they're not—they don't have your best interest at heart. They have your career's best interest at heart, and their their money and your money. But you know that should come before your, your mental stability, and your mental health, and your, and addiction is a part of that, and, you know, it would just be really difficult to, to be able to trust anyone, because of the status that you that you have, you know, and so, and I'm not saying I feel sorry, you know, poor little rich kids, or whatever, I don't feel sorry for anyone, I don't have, I have empathy for people, but I don't, I don't do charity ever, and I don't feel sorry for anyone, because I don't want anyone Sorry for me, you know. Life just is what it is, and that's just what it is. And you know, you, you you build your character by how you get up from the things that knock you down. Things are gonna knock you down. All a lot but everybody's been through a lot I mean the whole world is filled with people who have lost a child the whole world is full of people that have you know come back from addiction and are in recovery the whole world has lost you know parents and this and that you know it's not I'm not unique I'm not special I'm not you know in any of that any of that thing that sets me apart is nothing to do with, with the circumstances that I live in it has everything to do with the type of person that I choose to be If if that makes me special or or stand out in some crowds or whatever, then so be it. I don't care about that either. I just want to be the best me that I possibly can be. And so I feel like, you know... Okay, I'll give you a good example that maybe might be more relatable. If I had been doing Mary Kay while I was doing drugs, and I was doing as, as close as I am to everyone, and, you know... Going to the fun- the functions that we have And getting ready for this And doing that duh, 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 duh. I would feel For one it would make me feel terrible Because um, you know Mary Kay's philosophy Is God first Family second Career third You know so I mean Because I've always f- kind of felt like Whenever I would do drugs That I was turning away from God Intentionally and you know And only calling to him whenever I needed help And I felt really shitty about that of times I wouldn't because I felt like I didn't deserve it because I was high so having said that if I would have needed to go to rehab or even if I would have went to prison rehab while I was doing Mary Kane, I don't know if I would have ever went back because I would have been so embarrassed to have done that you know to so many nice people and, I mean and I I'm I'm kind of at that point now too well I was at that point I'm not so much anymore but and just you know doing damage and but, I, but still I know what my mental state was. The Hulu original. And it says season one, episode one, but I feel like they're they're gonna be doing more documentaries along those lines, not necessarily more about Aaron Carter. But um but yeah, it's really, really, really good. Especially if, you know, you struggle or someone else struggles or that you know about. I mean, you know, it it it, it covers it all. with so use, um, dysfunctional family, uh genetics maybe if, if you believe in that school of thought um you know just family dynamics that even though you're famous they don't always work they hardly ever work but theirs worked for a long time and then it didn't um you know and so it talks about a lot of things and a lot of people you know tried to help and and in in time or you know not that they didn't but you know they it just it just played out the way it played out you know And, and that's just what that is it's sad but any anytime somebody that young dies for any reason or you know anytime anyone dies it's sad it's sad to somebody you know whether they live to be 99 or nine you know so it's still someone is experiencing a loss um part I was going to talk about, oh my gosh, I completely forgot, anyways, um, I don't know, I just feel like, you know, that, that, until you live in somebody's world, you shouldn't judge, I don't judge anybody anyways, I might judge your behavior at that given moment, just because it's, it's conflicting with what I'm doing, or what I think should be going on, doesn't mean it's right, and I usually don't say anything, I just get over it, unless it's a big deal but most of the time it's just little stuff and usually if i just give it to god right then then i'm not irritated anymore and i can just go on with my day and not worry about it um i have learned that god wants to know about everything even the little stuff and that he will fix it or help you you know in the best manner he's that that he thinks is, is should be and you know most of the time that's a, it's a, it's a pretty positive thing you know like i don't feel like that when negative things happen to me in my life like you know losing everyone that i've lost i don't feel like that was god trying to punish me i just feel like that was just the, that was that was their plan it had really nothing to do with me you know like that's just that's just how he wrote their lives to be and that's just what that is and again maybe that makes me naive case may be, but if it helps me get through the day, then what difference does it make, you know, so, <clears throat> I mean, the, with, I feel like the thing about grief is that, you know, you have to figure out your way to navigate it, no one can tell you how to grieve, no one can tell you how long it's supposed to last, or what it looks like, or what you're supposed to do, or anything, you know, like, and I think I've talked about this before on a, on a past episode, that always say whenever I watch the first 48 or whatever, they always, they always go by, oh, well, the husband wasn't even grieving, da, 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 which 9 out of 10, that person does usually end up being guilty, but sometimes people just don't grieve in front of other people, like I don't, I didn't cry at, I cried a little bit at my daughter's funeral, I cried a little bit at my mom's and a little bit at my brother's, but I didn't cry in front of anybody otherwise, you know, like, I just don't, I mean, I do occasionally, but very, 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 I do, Um, and I don't know why, I just, I've always been that way, when I was a kid, I I wore my heart on my sleeve, and everything made me cry, everything upset me, and and, and, and I guess maybe I told my younger self that I had to be stronger than that, or whatever, I don't know, I just, somewhere along the lines, I just quit crying in front of people, you know, Um, and it's mostly just when people pass away at funerals and things like that. the case. I mean, I just, they would probably suspect me of murder if, if I was in that situation because I don't cry. I won't, I mean, I have to deal with it very matter of factly, very, in a very matter of fact manner because that's the only way my logical brain can process it. You know, I can't let my emotions and feelings get in my way, get in the way because there's times when, you know, if I started crying, I wouldn't stop. And so With that in mind I just, you know, I can't I can't I can't get past that in my head, you know, about you know, it's not like I do it consciously now, it's just what I've always done. And so there it is, you know, like I'm not embarrassed or ashamed to cry, it's not that, I just can't do it. So I mean I might get a little one little tear or two drop or whatever, but yeah, it's full blown just crying uh, ball session or whatever. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. I'm not I will I do that but I don't do it in front of people, so anyways. Um and I still didn't remember what I wanted to talk to y'all about. Um I did find out from my therapist friend that um Blue October also has a movie out. I'm gonna try to watch that pretty soon because I love Blue October and I know that 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 the lead singer, I think his name is Justin, um, has been through some, some really trying times with addiction and recovery and all of that and uh so i think it'd be very interesting i'm the type of person that i just like to know someone's process because you know just because i do it this way you do it your way they do it their way somebody else does it another way you know does it i mean we can all learn from each other about things that work and don't work you know and maybe maybe there's aspects of of somebody else's recovery that looks different than yours but maybe kind of is more cohesive to what you already have in place and so i mean I mean, let's face it, if you stop learning, you're, you know, I feel like you're just waiting to die, basically, because, I mean, everything should be a learning experience, and everything should be new, and, and, and just something that you can go interact, and, and do, or see, or whatever, and, and learn from it, you know, learn something from other people, learn about, you know, whatever subject you like, history, or flowers, or, you know just whatever but I mean I never want to stop learning because I want my brain to always be growing and, and stronger especially because I have the, that memory thing so uh, you know it's just one of those things that I believe everyone should learn something new every day and you know sometimes that doesn't always happen or maybe it doesn't feel like it happens but a conversation well you can learn a lot you can learn a lot about the person you're talking to you can learn something about yourself sometimes and, you know, so, um, there's that, and boy, this episode is like, I mean, this segment is all over the place, isn't it, um, anyways, I guess that I'm not going to remember what the other part that that I wanted to talk to y'all about, if I do, I'll jump back on, but, um, otherwise, I hope y'all have a great day, and I'll talk to you again soon, bye. Hey, y'all, it's Angela, the blah, 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 and so I remember what I was trying to remember from the segment before, um, so I am about to, um, do an application to become a volunteer, uh, at the MHMR and Greenville where I go and do my therapy and all my stuff. Um, and when, once I do that, then I will be able to run a peer support meeting, like probably every other week, uh, which is what the outpatient stuff is where I can, you know, where I went as soon as I got out of, um, the halfway house from Safe Peak. So I'll be pretty much coming full circle, which is really really cool. Um, but I'm in a little bit of a panic because I don't really know what I would talk about. But my mentor has told me that that they will guide me and 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 help me prepare, and you know that be, and then pretty soon I'll be able to do it without without help. But um, this, the it's too this this um, the volunteership or whatever is twofold because one it lets me give back to the, you know. and and try to counsel or talk to some of the people that i was in the situation that i was in two years ago and also it will also give me a a foot in the door as for being you know a peer support uh in in peer support services to see if that's even what i still want to do and so i get kind of a trial run or whatever and see if that's if i if i feel like i'm you know gonna be good at it or if it just doesn't feel right or whatever I can get I can kind of practice with that so so I'm excited about that in and, um, and I'm gonna be applying for that same grant that I applied for last year again um, with a little bit more preparation and a lot more ideas and things like that so you know um, I think feel like I've been away from my recovery and my mental health Stuff for a bit because I've been doing Mary Kay stuff and I've been working, 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 but, you know, um, I need a nice balance and this is going to be the balance. And, and so I'm really looking forward to all of it. I, you know, I have the suicide prevention walk coming up always. And then the big Texas re- rally for recovery is also in, um, my, 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 September. And I think the, the walk is in October. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be trying to do things there. i i still can't afford the, uh, A sponsorship or whatever, but you know, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Uh, I will be doing a GoFundMe uh, to raise money to do all of these things and get some supplies and be able to, you know, reach as many people as possible. I want to get some some flyers, some stickers, some T-shirts, you know, whatever. Just carry my mess carry my message. Not really my message, but how to get my message, you know far and wide, I guess, um, so, uh, so that's what I have coming up next, or coming up, and, um, I'm really looking forward to that, and uh, I'll let y'all know about the GoFundMe stuff once it's all set up and in place, and, uh, we'll just go from there, so, anyways, I, i I'm off again, I hope y'all have a great day, bye.